Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022, and this is day 1431 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you with all that is within us. Thank you for waking us up to see a brand new day that you created just for us. Now, Lord, help us to go forth and fulfill every single purpose that you've given us for this day. And that we not be fearful, but that we walk by faith to get it all done. Whatever it is you've given us, even when there are obstacles in the way. Help us to overcome every obstacle. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, show me that you care. Don't just tell me, show me. I want to see some action. And that's what James is talking about in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. This is the James of brother. Um, (laughs) This is the James, Jesus's brother, uh, who was one of the leaders in Jerusalem. So he's teaching the people, you know, all these wonderful um, uh, assets and and uh, talents and gifts and principles basically that they need to abide by and just sharing it with them in a, such a way that everybody gets it. That's what I enjoy most is when the word is shared in a way that even the children get it. You don't have to have a separate session for the children and a separate session for the adults. We all get it together. So let's dive in and see what James is talking about. James chapter 2 verses 14 through 26. He says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one says, one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. (laughs) You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, that is faith. And his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. So he completed the task. He proved to God that he loved him, that he served him by his actions. This was his son, Isaac, that he had been uh, waiting for all his life. He was up in age, about 100 years old when he had this child. And, And God said, sacrifice him on the altar. Well, God is not about sacrificing human beings, but Abraham figured, hey, God will bring him back to life, whatever it was. But God said, ah, now I know you love me. 
<laughs> now, and that's the same thing that goes with us serving others. You know, when we put some action behind what we say, now the people know that we love them. And when we love them, we're showing the same love for God because God is in us. All right, so he says, you see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled. This says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. So it's a combination. It takes both of them. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Rahab sacrificed her own life by saying, oh, the, the men that came here, which were Israelites, uh, to spy out the land of Jericho to make sure that they could take it down uh overcome it uh, she sent them another way to escape from those that were coming the leaders of the town that were coming after them and she said oh they went left instead of right <laughs> to fool them when they actually went right and she sacrificed her own life and hid them and protected them and she said i know how powerful you are when you come to destroy this place, will you save me and my family? <laughs> and they said, yes, if you have this red cord hanging out your window and everybody that's a part of your family that you want saved must be in the space where you are and we will not destroy you and your family. Look at God. And she obeyed. She did it. So she had faith. And she also did the work. She brought the people in, her family members, and they were saved. So point number one, if we say we have faith, but show no loving action to those in need, we're merely the walking dead. <laughs> we think we're doing something and we're not. We need to make sure that we show it with our actions. This is so serious to God that if we don't show both, we're not considered righteous. And righteousness is being in right standing with God, doing what is right according to the word of God. So in other words, if we say we have faith without actions, we're walking in disobedience to God. Point number two, true faith transforms our conduct as well as our thoughts. If our lives remain unchanged, we don't truly believe the truths we claim to believe. You know, it would make me question whether you truly uh, have accepted Jesus because when you do, everything changes, you know, and it is a process. And even our thoughts change because we take on the mind of Christ. Now we become more like him. You know, yeah, we're going to still have some residue of our old self, but we're more aware of it. And we're more aware of when we're doing wrong. And so we're going to, you know, catch ourselves and, and uh, the Holy Spirit convicts us. And we're, we, when we're obedient, we hear it. Not only do we hear it, but we do something about it. There again, the action that comes along with it. We cannot earn our salvation by serving and obeying God. Salvation is a gift from God. But such actions show that our commitment to God is real. Deeds, actions, 
of loving service are not a substitute for, but rather a verification of our faith in Christ. As James states clearly, even demons know who Jesus is, but they don't obey him. That was in verses 2.19. True faith involves a commitment of your whole self to God. Not just half, <laughs> but every part of us, we are willing to turn it all over to him and serve him and him only. So don't just tell me that you care. Show me. Don't just tell me you love me. Show me that you love me by your actions. So I have a my sister-in-love, Kathy, uh, who makes some of the best chocolate-covered peanuts or chocolate custard. Uh, what are they? Clusters. Clusters. And they're big and the, and the peanuts are huge in them. It's nothing like what you buy. <laughs> hey, it, Russell Stover's and all those other ones don't have nothing on my sister-in-law's peanut clusters. They are delicious. And if you could ever get one, you'll just be, it just tastes heavenly. I mean, it's like, oh, this is what heaven is going to be like. I mean, if you have an example, and I'm not even, I'm, I can't even really do chocolate. But when she brings that, I'm eating that chocolate. <laughs> it is so delicious. So here's what she does. Um, and, and she's been doing this on a, it seems like on a regular basis. She truly loves the Lord, but she's proving it by her actions as well. So she makes all of this. She buys all of her own ingredients. She uses the best of ingredients. And then she gives it away. And not only does she give it away, she brings it to you and surprises you with it. So on Valentine's Day, well, on Sunday, just before going to church, she was heading to church early at 8 or so in the morning. She comes over to our house with a gift bag of chocolate-covered peanuts. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so <laughs> it's so exciting to get I mean, and, and not only was it in a bag, she had the tissue paper and all of that. And then inside of there were those delectable, delicious chocolate clusters. So my husband and I both like them so much. I don't eat as many as he does because I know chocolate does not agree with me. So I still have to take mine out and hide it because he'll eat them all up. And she did this for us for Christmas, too, and brought it over to us. And not only did she, she brought us two batches, one giant bag for me and one giant bag for my husband. So we would freeze them. And it just blessed our hearts so much. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know she can make a fortune off of these. I'm thinking, how can I help her to sell these? <laughs> but she's doing what God is calling her to do. This is what she loves doing. She knows how to do it. She, Possibly if she started selling them, it would take the fun out of it for her because this is something she enjoys doing. I'll never forget me and my husband mentored this young man at the church, my husband mainly. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we would pick him up for church, trying to teach him, you know, how to uh, have good workforce skills and life skills and things like that. Um, he was in his 20s, late 20s, I think, but he, he had spent a lot of time in prison he had, uh, his mom had given him up as a child, so he was in foster home after foster home, and he had a lot of hurts and pains, and, and understandably so. And, but he wanted, to, he wanted to serve the Lord, and one of his goals was, you know, he had like, I think, eight siblings, and all of them were given away 
by his mom. His mom had some drug issues um, when she had her children. And um, so he wanted to bring his family together. And uh, he, his goal was also to bring his mom to church. And uh, she was in a nursing home at the time. And, and he had all these dreams and visions. And, and we, we, we tried to help him in whatever way we could. And, and then he was ready. His mom was, he had talked to her. He went to, would go and see her in the nursing home. And, and one day he says, I'm ready. My mom's ready to come to church. Do you think you all can help get her and pick her up and, and pick me up too? And, you know, she's got a wheelchair. We've got to make sure to make room for that. And, and so we're like, sure, sure. And my husband made room in the car and we moved all kind of stuff around and folded seats down to make sure to accommodate the wheelchair and picked her up and got her to church. And you, if you could have seen the smile on this young man's face, oh my goodness, he was so happy. And then he, and then his brother came and then another brother came and it was like everything he asked God for uh, during that time frame, we could see it happening. He, his niece came, his cousin started coming, and it was just a beautiful thing. Well, one evening he was driving, and he still has some things, you know, just like we all do, that we're overcoming, you know. And uh, he was still smoking weed off and on and trying to stop doing that. And the key was just surrender it all to God. And, and, and I think eventually he did, but he made some bad choices while he was not quite in his right mind. <laughs> And one of them was um, he ran out of gas <laughs> instead of he had gotten a car and he ran out of gas in the middle of the night. And maybe, you know, around midnight, we are, you know, we're older, we're asleep, we're in bed early. We get a phone call and it's him. Hey, Pops, uh, whatever he called my husband, I'm trying to remember, but I think it was Pops or something like that. Hey, I'm stranded. I ran out of gas. He goes, what? What, what, you, what you mean? You know, he said, can you pick me up? I need a ride. And my husband got up, got dressed in the middle of the night, and I went and picked him up. And that just stood out so much to me, uh, that true love that you, you know, he could have said, no, that's your own fault. Didn't nobody tell you to not put gas in your car? <laughs> but sometimes we make some bad choices in life. And sometimes we need that helping hand to guide us back. You know, think about all the bad choices we've made and God guided us back. And that's exactly what God did. Use my husband. They had a good conversation on the way back home. <laughs> and he continued to come to church and he continued to call and share good things that was going on in his life. And that is what God would have us to do. We may not always get it right. I'm not saying we do, because we don't. But we always, you know, hey, Lord, show us how. Keep, forgive me for messing up on that one. Get me back on track. What about you? God is saying, you're doing so much for others. Or there's so many more things that God is saying you should be doing that you're not. Continue doing if you already are. And if you haven't started, start today. God is giving you such gifts great gifts that he said, I want you to share this. I want you to give this to others. I want you to show them you care by your actions. You talk the good talk and it's a beautiful talk. But now let's put some feet behind that. The first step though is to know Jesus is your savior. 
you don't know him as Lord and Savior, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now the angels are rejoicing just because of you. And now you're no longer on your way to hell for eternity. You're on your way to be with the Lord for eternity. But continue fulfilling your purpose here on earth while you're here doing what God has called you to do until God says it's time to come home. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe by entering your first and last name and your email address. Don't forget to check out tzonekc.org. Check out that website. Oh my gosh, Transition Zone and see what we're doing in the community with our youth. Uh, We're teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And we have got, we've been blessed with such a dynamic group of youth. We're so grateful. So consider being a partner. Help us out financially. You may want to volunteer. You may want to donate to our trans threads and transition, uh, whatever that is, our new boutique that's coming on, coming up in March. Uh, But you can support us in whatever way you feel led to. We will be so grateful. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.